wait a minute. The Devils gave up how many power play opportunities to their opponent? And they came away with the win? Are you sure this is the same Devils team uh, from the last nine or so games? Oh, boy. What a way to end 2022. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. has got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty now. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Dell's right for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So, like I said in the cold open, this is the final episode of 2022, and I have one hell of a game to break down for the New Jersey Devils. Usually for these kind of chaotic games, I don't know where to begin, but in this case, I know exactly where to begin because the Devils came out victorious against the Pittsburgh Penguins by a score of 4-2, to two. But I'm not going to give you guys the play-by-play post-game recap. We're going to start with the amazing penalty kill for the New Jersey Devils because they gave the Pittsburgh Penguins nine power play opportunities. And you know how many power play goals the Pittsburgh Penguins had? Zero. A big, fat donut. So I had to hit up my buddy, Hunter Hodes, who's the host of Locked on Penguins. And I basically asked him, I said, are the Penguins usually this bad in the power play? Is this just like a fluke game? He responded by saying they've scored in 11 of their last 12 games. It's dog, you know what, tonight. So let's begin there in terms of the penalty kill because you need to know who's out there for the Pittsburgh Penguins. So before I get onto the big name players, let's just give a quick, I guess, honorable shout out to former New Jersey Devil, low light Ty Smith, because he was quarterbacking the power play for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And it's pretty ironic that they came out empty in that regard. And the irony isn't lost because I said in the previous post-game recap that Pavel Zaka got the empty netter goal for the Boston Bruins that put the dagger in the hearts of the Devils faithful. Ty Smith making his season debut against his former team. And he's quarterbacking the power play for the Pittsburgh Penguins and comes up empty. So just wanted to give that, I guess, dishonorable shout out to Ty Smith, but it's all love. But uh, so let, let's just talk about who's out there. So you've got Crosby, you got Malkin, you got Gunsell, and you got Raquel out there on the top power play for the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New Jersey Devils were able to shut them out in that regard. So this was just crazy to see because quite honestly, I haven't seen this I don't think in a very long time where a team has close to double digit power play opportunities and yet they're not able to capitalize on anything. So it's worth mentioning that how did the New Jersey Devils get their fourth goal of the game? They got it on an empty netter thanks to Jack Hughes. So if the Pittsburgh Penguins score like one or two of those power play opportunities, this game goes into the favor of the Pittsburgh Penguins. So hockey is just crazy for the New Jersey Devils right now because the past couple of weeks, I've been talking about how the Devils are just unlucky. The Devils are just uh, shooting themselves in the foot. They're creating good looks for themselves, but at the same time, it's just like they're not really finishing. If you were to tell me pregame that the New Jersey Devils were going to give up nine power play opportunities to the Pittsburgh Penguins, even though the Penguins coming into this game were on a three-game winless streak, 
I just I, I I still said it's still somewhat of a challenge for the Devils because the Devils haven't been playing their A game the last couple of weeks either. So if you were to tell me that going into this matchup that the Devils would have that many penalty kill uh, to deal with, I would have just said, oh, great, they're going to lose the game because just based on how it's been going, because it seems like sometimes the Devils just, like I said, they shoot themselves in the foot. But if you were to tell me that they were going to shut out like those players I just listed who are on the top power play for the Pittsburgh Penguins, if you were to tell me that the Devils would come away with the win and actually win in an exciting fashion, I would have just said you're full of crap. There's no way that would have happened. But lo and behold, hockey has a just a weird outcome like that. So here's the thing. I, I normally don't like looking at the deserve uh, to win meter but we kind of have to in this regards because – it kind of goes into what I've been talking about, just the craziness that's been happening for the New Jersey Devils. So here's the thing. The Devils going into this matchup, they were 1-7-1 and in their previous nine matchups. So let's start where this whole slump began, which is the game against the New York Islanders. So in that matchup, the New Jersey Devils, they went down early. So according to the deserve to win meter the Devils had a 30% chance to uh, basically win if it was done like a thousand times of the simulation and the Islanders were close to 70%. Then uh, the game against the Rangers in which they lost in OT, Devils 65.4%, Rangers 34.6%. The Stars, it was almost dead even, but the, it actually fell into the favor of the Devils because remember, the Stars scored half of their goals thanks to empty netter goals. So uh, the Devils in that case, 53.8%. The Stars... 46.3%. The Flyers, 65% to the Devils, 35.1% to uh, the Flyers because, remember, Carter Hart was just playing out of his mind. The game, uh, the first game against the Florida Panthers in which uh, Barkov and Heischer, they unfortunately had a uh, bad face-off that resulted in Barkov getting hurt. The Devils, 43.1%. The Panthers, 57%. So moving on to that game against the Carolina Hurricanes in which the Devils just made minuscule mistakes but the Carolina Hurricanes were able to capitalize on those teeny weeny tiny mistakes 52.9% to the Hurricanes 47.1% to the Devils uh the game against the Florida Panthers game two Devils won that so we're not going to look at that one but these last couple games against the Boston Bruins Devils 64.1% Bruins 35.9% then after the Christmas break Devils 58.6%, Bruins 41.4%, and now this game against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, Devils 32.9%, Penguins 67.1%. Why is this relevant to my argument? Well, in this game, like I just said, the Devils gave the Pittsburgh Penguins nine power play opportunities, and I did the math, and I also factored in Eric Halla's double uh, penalty because he had to serve four minutes in the penalty box for high-sticking that drew blood. So uh, that that uh, factors in as well. The Devils uh, served 18 minutes in the penalty box. So they gave the Pittsburgh Penguins the leg-up advantage for 18 minutes. That's almost the equivalent of a full period. And yet for that full period, essentially, the Penguins weren't able to score. But the Devils were, thanks to Nico Heischer once again. So it blows my mind that the Devils uh, basically weren't at full strength for almost an entire period, essentially. And yet the Pittsburgh Penguins weren't able to score. So I got to give some special shout outs. So shout out to Jesper Boquist, shout out to Dawson Mercer. And also once again, shout out to our captain Heischer for getting the shorthanded goal to close out period number two. But the biggest shout out 
goes to Damon Severson. I know I've been ridiculing Damon Severson a lot of the more recent episodes. I said that his days as a devil are probably numbered just because it, it seems like uh, his role just becomes less and less and he's not really much of a factor out there. But in this game, he was forced to play half the game due to the amount of penalties that the devils were racking up. Now, I just want to say before I, I, I praise Severson once again, uh, some of those calls, it did seem like the referees weren't giving the devils the benefit of the doubt. There were also a lot of penalties that went against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So just seemed like that the referees were definitely not too shy about blowing their whistles, but digressing a little bit, Damon Searson played half the game. He deserves big props and just basically putting his all out there. And he is the longest tenure devil on this roster for a reason. So Damon Severson deserves a lot of credit. And quite honestly, uh, if I had to pick, he's my MVP of this game. So I know that uh, Jack Hughes was able to get two goals. I know Nico Keisher was able to score. I know Dougie Hamilton was able to have some big impact. I know Vitek Vancek had some big save in between the pipes. But let's not forget what Damon Severson was able to do on the rink tonight. And according to Alex Chavansi, Damon Severson deserves a ton of props tonight. Played just over 30 minutes tonight because of the penalty kill and finished with an expected goals percentage above 55% at all strengths. Not an easy thing to do when the PK has to kill nine penalties. To put some context on how wild this is, his expected goals percentage improved from 40.4% at 5v5 to 55.9% at all strengths. So Damon Severson, he deserves a lot of credit in this game. He deserves a bow, and he deserves a lot of praise in this matchup from the Devils faithful because this penalty kill, uh, they, they proved that uh, that they're legitimate. And quite honestly, I, all season long, we've been complaining about the power play. The power play, not really up to par, but the penalty kill, one of the best in the entire NHL. So I want to share you guys an interesting fact, courtesy of Ryan Novozinski. He said the Devils penalty kill unit leaped four spots in the NHL PK rankings already. Entered the night ranked ninth at 81.31%. Now they rank fifth, 82.76%. So the Devils just took leaps and bounds this game in their penalty kill, and that's what won them the game. And like I said, hockey is just crazy. It's chaotic for no apparent reason because, like I just said moments ago, the Devils, for some reason, uh, in, in a normal hockey game, they weren't able to finish. They weren't able to find the back of the net. But in this game, a game in which they allowed the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins to go on the man advantage nine times count them nine times they were able to walk away with the win and just uh play a, a great game of hockey so like i said hockey is weird but i'm not going to complain about it now we're going to talk about the game itself momentarily and also talk about dougie hamilton and his redemptive night but first i want to get serious with you guys momentarily so uh this message comes from the nhtsa you're hanging with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Now nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could possibly happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You told your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, you better think again. 
play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. And now I want to get you guys hip to battle line so you can make some extra cash, especially with the college football playoffs going on. So BetOnline.net is your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds, trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup. They got it all for you at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest, easy way to get all your sports betting info. Head to the website today or use a mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, so let's talk about this game as a whole for New Jersey Devils because it, it seemed like it was going to be like a deja vu kind of night for them because the past couple of weeks we've been seeing the same movie, which is the Devils actually do pretty solid production work in a period. In fact, they lead the shots on goal category, but they just cannot seem to finish. They can't seem to find the back of the net. They make a blunder or two and it comes back to haunt them. So that's sort of what we saw to begin the game because the Pittsburgh Penguins going into the first intermission were leading one to nothing. And Malkin was able to score the first goal of the game thanks to a blunder on Dougie Hamilton's end. So Dougie Hamilton wasn't really paying attention to his surroundings. Malkin was able to come in on the blind side, basically swipe the puck and pit pocket him go on the open breakaway and score. So that's that was pretty frustrating because to start off the game, the Devils actually had a couple of good shifts. It seemed like they were putting up solid production work. Once again, to end the period, they led the shots on goal category uh, it, it, to end the period. So it, it just seemed like, oh boy, here we go again. And like I said, I, I feel as though these next couple of games, so this game and the Carolina Hurricanes game, I think the Devils should be viewing them as must-win circumstances just given how tight the Metropolitan Division is. But digressing a little bit, the Devils were able to rebound quite nicely in period number two. Now, here's the thing. It seemed like Dougie Hamilton uh, uh, redeemed himself quite uh, nicely because he was able to score in period number two. That is until Eric Halla was assessed a goalie interference, so they had to wave off Dougie Hamilton's goal. Now, Looking at it from the replay, it just seems like that Eric Holla was shoved into Jari just a little bit. And as a result, he did touch his blocker and his glove. But I just don't think that was like, I don't think that warrants a goalie interference, if you ask me. So, yes, I know he made slight contact with Jari, but it's not like it was intentional or it's not like um, he, he, he uh, decided to put himself there. I feel as though he was just uh, just knocked into Jari's position and he just had no room to go. That's basically my perspective. So I was a little ticked off when the goal was waved off. And, it, and it's just the same story once again. Devil's just running into bad luck. And I'm just like, how many goals this season have the Devils had waved off? Like, it has to be a new record. Or if that, they have to be in the record books or creeping on in in that regards. Because it's a ridiculous amount, the amount of goals that have been waved off this season for the Devils. But... Moving on, the Devils were able to rebound once again because Jack Hughes was able to just uh, go underneath the crossbar and find the back of the net. It went in and out, so I wasn't really sure if he scored it at first. I'm just like, great, another example of the Devils not finishing because it was right there. But Jack Hughes knew he scored, and uh, the referees looked at the replay review, and it took them no time whatsoever to make a decision. So they gave Jack Hughes his goal, and it, the Devils uh, tied the game one to one. Hamilton got the assist, so. Essentially, he was able to redeem himself. Brack got the secondary assist. So 
Uh, yeah, it seemed like everything was good for Devils uh, moving on. The Pittsburgh Penguins were able to get the lead once again, thanks to Carter. And it, it was just a weird play between Carter and Joseph. And it, it, I, I didn't know who scored it at first. I thought it went off a Siegenthaler skate, whatever the case might be. It was just a, like a game of hot potato. But nonetheless, Pittsburgh Penguins go up 2-1. Then Dougie Hamilton able to redeem himself even more by scoring, and this time it not getting waved off. So the game is tied 2-2 once again. So I like the redemption from Dougie Hamilton because after his uh, turnover that gave the Pittsburgh Penguins the lead in period number one, you saw Dougie Hamilton. He was determined to score. His first uh, goal was waved off. He was able to get the primary assist on Jack Hughes' goal, and then he was able to score himself later on in the period. So I love to see that from Dougie Hamilton, and that's why I want to see more of his teammates do uh, do uh, as the Devils try to just climb their way out of this uh, hole that they kind of dug themselves into. And I kind of want to see this against the Carolina Hurricanes because all hands are are on are needed in order for the Devils to just come away with the upset victory since the Carolina Hurricanes are hot. But we'll talk about that in the final segment. So nonetheless, Dougie Hamilton able to redeem himself. Love it there. Nico Heischer said it earlier in the episode, able to close out the period with a bang by getting the shorthanded goal, had a clear lane, Complete blunder on the Penguins' end. So that was electrifying to see because the Devils go into the final period of regulation with the lead. And it's worth mentioning, going into this matchup, I don't think a lot of people realize this, but the Devils were 17-0-1 when leading after the second period. So the Devils have not lost a game in regulation this season yet if they have the lead after period number two. So I was fairly confident going into the final period of regulation. Now, Eric Halla, once again, it was kind of poor timing on his end to get that high sticking call because he had to sit for four minutes and that was uh, a little risky. It was a little scary, but uh, the Devils were able to maintain really well. And once again, uh, despite Malkin, despite Crosby, despite Raquel, despite Gunsell being out there for the Penguins on the top power play line for the for the Penguins, the Devils were able to kill it off. And once again, just a lot of great effort, especially from Damon Severson. So Devils were able to tightrope out of the situation. And then Jack Hughes gets the empty netter goal and basically puts the game out of reach. And the Devils win 4-2. to two. And that's how they close out the year 2022. And it was one hell of a game to watch. Nerve-wracking at times, but still very fun to watch overall. And just a great team effort from Devils. They didn't play their best brand of hockey, but... Uh, hey, you can sometimes have a chaotic, good victory. So, and that's what we just saw from the New Jersey Devils. And it was exciting to see. So uh, just hats off to the Devils in this case by just uh, just trying to basically bite back their bad luck and just try to take back what's theirs and just close out this year on a good note and have some momentum going their way into the new year of 2023. So uh, like I do with every episode, I'm going to compare the overall stats and also talk about some goals moving forward. Okay, so let's compare the overall stats for the Devils and Penguins. Shots on goal differential, 28 to 27 in favor of the Devils. Faceoff percentage, 55% to 45% in favor of the Devils. Power play, Devils were one for six. Uh, we'll take it. They also had a shorthanded goal. Uh, for the Pittsburgh Penguins, we don't need to talk about that because we talked about that enough. So moving on, hits 34 to 25 in favor of the Penguins. Blocks 18 to 12 in favor of the Devils. Giveaways, Penguins led that department 7 to 3. Also want to give a couple shout outs to Nikita Oholtuk and Kevin Ball because they were able to rack up four blocks this game. They were tied with Brendan Smith for more for most blocks this evening. So just wanted to give a shout out to our two young guys, even though they played the least amount of time amongst all our defensemen. 
Uh, they still just tried to make the most of it. And yes, they're a downgrade from Ryan Graves and John Marino. That that that's that, that's just a given. But we just got to work with what we got. And just wanted to give a shout out to our young guys in that department. And also shout out to Dougie Hamilton, Nico Heischer, everyone who just basically contributed big for the Devils, including Vitek Vanacek, making big save after big save. That's why Vitek Vanacek has to be our starting goalie going forward. And I think Lindy Ruff finally got the message. Love Mackenzie Blackwood and all. And I get that he is the longest tenured goalie on the Devils roster. But unfortunately, we got to move on and we're in a in a winning situation. Now, speaking of winning situation, so we're almost at the new year, ladies and gentlemen. We're almost at 2023. It's been one hell of a journey this year covering the New Jersey Devils from basically just doing episode after episode to now being a credentialed media member, albeit part-time, but still fun to do. Go inside the locker room, get inside information. But it's been fun, guys. And I, I don't know where the show is going to go, but I'm excited for it, quite honestly. And I'm glad that you guys are a part of the journey. So ending this year on a high note and speaking of high notes. So 2023, here's what I want to see from the Devils. We're almost halfway done with the season. So I believe the Devils have played uh, 36 games up to this point. So we're almost halfway done with the season, like I just said. So here's what I want the Devils to do. Focus on the playoffs. So don't uh, fall underneath the expectations anymore. Let's Let's cut that crap out. Let's focus squarely on the playoffs. I don't care if they get the first seed in the Metro. I don't care if they get a wild card. Let's focus on the playoffs and let's not let this opportunity slip. That's what I want to see from the Devils moving forward. Okay, so month of January, the start of the new year. Let's get off on with a bang. Now, it's going to be a little hard because the Devils are playing against one of the hottest teams in the NHL in the Carolina Hurricanes because the Carolina Hurricanes, they're on a 10-game heater. But... I have some faith because the Devils were able to have a close battle with them the first time we played them this year. So I think if any team can come away with some sort of upset victory, I think the Devils can. So I have faith in them. But it, like I said, you can't do what you did in this game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Don't don't repeat what you tried doing. So it was exciting and all, but let's not do that again. <laughs> so exciting to watch. Let's not let's never ever ever have that kind of game again where we're giving our opponent nine power play opportunities. Okay. And quite honestly, if I was, if I was, uh, if this happened to the devils, if they went over nine on their power play opportunities, I'd be ripping my hair out. I'd be, I'd be pissed. So anyway, uh, let's give the final letter grade of 2022. So it's a little difficult. Devils came away with the win. They fought hard. And at the end of the day, it's just like, yeah, they got the win, but at the same time, the power play opportunities, I'm going to give them a solid B. So I can't give them an A. I, I, I just can't. But I, I think they deserve a B. They, so it's a leg up from their last game against the Boston Bruins, which I gave them a B-. minus. So improving a little bit. And remember, they set the standards high, so my grading gets a little bit tougher. So solid B for the Devils. So let me know what you guys think in the comment section if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening on podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal Twitter page, at TreyMatt4, or the show's Twitter page, at LockedOnDevils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. Thanks for listening all year long, and I will see you guys in 2023. I will be back in the Prudential Center for the start of the new year on January 1st, so can't wait to see you guys then. Uh, let's, let's keep making history. The We Believe Devils team, everybody. It's been one hell of a year, guys, and uh, pleasure is all mine. So see you guys next year.